0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. So glad you've joined us, Uh, whether you found us through Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there and excited today to be joined uh, by somebody I've gotten to know very well over the last few uh, weeks, Lisa Copeland, RDH. Hey, Lisa, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you? How was your weekend?
0: You know, It's been a good weekend. I've been uh, looking forward to talking to you because uh, I want people to really grasp a a concept that you worked with in your practice. Mm -hmm. But before we get to that, I want to make sure that people know the awesome person you are. So would you take a minute and introduce yourself?
1: Absolutely. Thanks. So I've been a hygienist and a professional speaker for over 30 years. Um, I worked in perio and mostly um, predominantly implantology, the prosthetic aspect of it. And um, I've also been a restorative hygienist in the state of Washington. That was fabulous uh, because I got to be every member of the team, basically. And I'm a big advocate of, you know, walking in somebody else's shoes so that you really appreciate what they do, how they do it. And it just helps with understanding each other and working better together.
0: I always love to have hygienists and dentists on the podcast to kind of give their viewpoint and their perspective for the assistant. I think that's really important to hear. And you mentioned that restorative practice. And I know you and I talked a little bit before we went on the air about mm-hmm. what that was like for you and the working relationships in there. But would you describe that a little bit for our audience?
1: Yes, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I was educated on the East Coast, and so I didn't have many expanded duties as a hygienist. And, um, in between my husband and I moved to Singapore and I couldn't practice as a hygienist, but I could practice as an assistant. And so I learned how to assist actually with a left-handed dentist and four-handed dentistry in Singapore with, um, it was just fabulous because you don't learn that as a hygienist. And so when I moved back to the West Coast, to um, Seattle, we I, I started working in an implant practice that specialized in prosthetics, but I also had to get relicensed. I'd been out of the country and out of practicing for too long, so they wouldn't acknowledge my degree. So I relicensed and in Washington state at at that time, I had to take the restorative and pass it. Mm -hmm. And then the dentist I was working for was absolutely amazing. He wanted me to be a restorative hygienist. So we blocked out schedule time for me to do the simple fillings in the practice so that he could focus more on the bigger things. And the way that it worked was I would go and do his anesthetic for his restorative patient and he and the assistant would come in and prepare the um, the cavity prep. And then I would come back in, I would do this restorative aspect, and then an assistant would help me. And so we were constantly rotating through each other's wow. jobs, really. Um, and it was a wonderful way to, to learn and appreciate how to work better with each other.
0: And, and I'm sure that... and and I'm going to guess that really empowered the assistant knowing that there was that relationship between uh, he or she and the doctor and, and Mm -hmm. you all as well. And, and talk about the communication that had to happen in there, not only between you all, but with the patient as well.
1: Right. And so we all had to be on the same page. We all had to be speaking the same language. You know, you don't want somebody two-stepping and the other person bomb room dancing or break dancing because the patient's going to get confused. And so we all had to really communicate well and have a really good understanding about all of the answers that we give the patient, as well as the recommendations, because all three of us were noticing clinical um, challenges that the patient might be having, but from a different perspective, you know, as a hygienist, I look at one thing and as an assistant, they look at something else. And as a doctor, they look at something else as well. And so we, we had to collaborate and decide, this is the product we're going to recommend for this patient because of A, B and C. Right. And so the communication was fantastic. We worked like a well greased machine.
0: And and I'm guessing there were probably a lot of, Um, that wasn't something that happened overnight. I'm sure that's something that you practice. Was that something that you all actually, you know, gameplay scripted or was it something that you all learned from each other kind of on the fly?
1: We didn't script it, but we practiced, you know, we, for example, if a new product came out um, like, like, okay, let me give you a clinical example. This is this will be better for the listeners. So if a patient came in and they had gingivitis or a high cavity rate and or a high cavity rate and or sensitivity we would look at the latest products and all recommend the same thing for that patient so for example if a patient came in with one or two or even three of those a new product with stannous fluoride in it which a lot of dental professionals don't use is the gum and sensitivity by Crestoral B and it's fantastic you know you think well, even if they only have one of these things, it's going to protect them from two other things because of that stannous fluoride reaction. And so we, we worked at figuring out what products suited our patient clientele the best.
0: That's awesome. And, you know, one gripe, pet peeve, should I say, maybe is a better word, uh, from the assistants that I hear so often is that they will have that conversation or relationship started with the patient. And then either the dentist or the hygienist will come in and say something completely different. So I, I love that you all actually got on the same page and, and knew that each other had each other's back as well. Right
1: and and what you just referred to happens all the time. The other piece of that puzzle is um, from a clinical standpoint right we're all recommending the same product Your administrative assistant and and team also has to know and speak the same language because the patient is going to go from the clinical aspect of the office up to the administrative assistant and they'll say, you know, they recommended this product for me, what do you think, what do you use, or would you buy this, and they have to hear the same answer or they're not going to follow through with it. They need consistency.
0: Oh, my gosh, everybody on the same page. That's crazy talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. You know, and I know one of the things you talk about so often is communication and the importance of that. And I want to make sure as we wrap up uh, here in a few minutes that they know how to reach you to get more information. Yes. But but, but one thing that really jumps out to me is, you know, so often I'm the patient in the chair and, and it's so important for me to be hearing the same thing. But also, as you mentioned earlier, different perspectives as well. Uh, You know, because there's a lot of times I may connect so much more with the assistant than I will with with other folks in practice. And I think it's really important for assistants to remember that, too.
1: Absolutely. That's you're you're following a great angle um, because the patients do feel more comfortable with one person versus the other. And you see this happen all the time. You know, the the doctor comes in the room and makes a recommendation. And then as soon as they leave, the patient looks at you and says, what do you think? What would you do? You know, is, is that right? It's like, I'm not the dentist, but I certainly will give you the input and support what the dentist told you because he's absolutely right.
0: (laughs) You know, and you mentioned that there was a lot of times when it was you and the assistant working together. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a stigma out there about hygienists and assistants sometimes getting along and being on the same page as a hygienist. What was one of the most important things for you to make sure that you and the assistant were always on that same page?
1: I I think it's the whole team, actually. I I think the leadership is bi-directional on every team. And if every single person plays a role in their specialties, because we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses, you have to get to know each other to know those, first of all. But if you have a leader by example, and it's not always the boss and it's not always the owner. It's the person who has the strength in that particular category. And that's just empowering. Everybody wants to help each other. Everybody wants to work towards the common goal of increasing the practice productivity. Plus, you know, the patients notice it. They notice that you're chit-chatting and talking and having a good time together versus everybody working in silos and just doing their own job. Um, so I've always looked for that in a practice and I've always been a driver of everybody on the team has equal leadership abilities and should be participating to really level up the practice.
0: That's that's such a great point because I've been in practices, I'm sure you have as well, where you can walk in and you just feel that ice on the walls, whether it's front and back or dentist team or whatever the, the split is, that you can just feel it and mm-hmm. the patients can feel it as well.
1: Absolutely.
0: So what's one of the biggest things that you would suggest to an assistant who's listening to this? Obviously, not every practice is going to have a flow like that. Right. What's what would you suggest to an assistant to really try to ramp up his or her game to maybe eventually get to that point or find somewhere that Mm -hmm. they have that cohesive unit like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, if it's something that your practice is lacking. Join a community that's going to support that like like this, for example, it's a wonderful resource for dental assistants. Um, I, I started an online community because of the lack of communication with so many um, of the different departments within dentistry. It's called Dental Teams Unite and I'm, I want every single team member to participate. Everybody is included and I wanna hear everyone's voices because that's the best way that we're gonna learn how to progress forward. And so the doctors, the hygienists, the dental assistants, the administrative team, everybody is included in the online community so that we can improve our practices and improve, look at our challenges and, and resolve them together.
0: You know, and, and one thing that I've noticed is there's so many Facebook groups out there. There's mm-hmm. so many, and, and it's almost negative. It's, it's almost just a chance to kind of pile on with each other. And I love what you're doing. I, I, you know, I love what we're trying to do at Ignite. And that's raise things up rather than kind of go to the lowest common denominator and just say, oh, my job sucks. How about yours?
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, li- I watch that chatter and I listen to that chatter because that's what people are focusing on. And so I take that topic and I turn it into a positive. You know, let's address this. Let's figure out how to resolve it. Let's figure out how we can all work on the same page and talk about this so that we can eliminate this friction factor. And one of the
0: things that, uh, you know, you, you mentioned communication and, and kind of getting that elephant in the room out mm-hmm. in the open and how important that that is. And, and one thing that I, I talk about is if there's a problem in the practice, we've actually got to address it against sweeping it under the rug. But I also know that that's harder for a lot of people than others. Is there any advice that you give about kind of having a very serious conversation, but also one that's necessary?
1: right? I, I call it having a courageous conversation and, and they're uncomfortable. No matter how you look at it, it's uncomfortable. But the best thing you can do is ask questions and then just listen. You know, if you have, if you have a, a, an employee that is struggling to get to work on time or an employee that is struggling to stay on time throughout the day to keep the office running more smoothly Um, You've got to ask questions, you know, you may not know what's going on with that person. And so asking intentional questions and just figuring out really what the bottom line is to the problem first, and then try to come up with a solution together. Because if you just dictate, okay, I want you to do this because this is what I'm seeing occur, the person's much less likely to respond in a positive way. Yeah. But if you if you come up with the solution together, they're more likely to engage and to strive towards really achieving it.
0: You know, together, unite. I'm loving all these words because I think it's something that we uh, we need more of in dentistry and, and in every dental practice. And I want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you and know a little bit more about the project that you have underway as well.
1: Oh, yes, please. Thank you. So you can reach me at um, communicate That's my website. On that website is actually a tab for the dental teams unite membership. So you can get all kinds of information on that. It's a nine month a year program. And we'll have the first week will be a continuing education credit course. The second week will be open discussion about that topic. We'll have a theme for the for the month. And the third week, um, will be a guest speaker or a panelist, or you're going to drive as a member, you are going to drive the content. And so it will evolve as once we get started in September, it will evolve based on our conversations of all of the team members that are going to be participating as members.
0: Sounds great. And I know that that's open to assistance as well. Let's make sure you're talking about all team
1: members. Everybody. The the more, the better, actually, because we want the voices of the doctor, the hygienist, the assistant, the administrative um, teams. We want everybody to be involved in the conversation so that we can address the challenges and resolve them so that they meet everybody's needs. And that's the best way you're going to you're going to have a really good, hardworking team together.
0: Voices all on the same page. It sounds like a beautiful thing to me. So Ooh, I like who, that title. Well, hey, well, you know, maybe, maybe we'll do something together. Who knows? You can't ever tell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that.
0: Lisa, thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for talking to us, because I, I think there's so much that dental assistants can do whenever they really Open up their eyes to working with the hygienist and dentist, and all being on the same page.
1: Yes, thank you so much for inviting me, Kevin. I really appreciated it, and great to get to know you and your your organization and and just work together. I look forward to, to to doing it again.
0: Absolutely, we'll make that happen. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode. We always try to bring you experts in the industry to hit some of your pain points and to talk about things where you can have a better day, week, and career ahead. And with that, Kevin Henry, the co-founder of Ignite DA, signing off and reminding you, together we rise.